0: Let your snacks be heard. Just go to frito to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Three Stakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at frito Swung it and line to deep left field. It is good! Hit
1: well!
2: This is the official Covering the Corner podcast, episode 188. I am your host, Matt Lyons. And on this week's episode, we got our first Meatballs of the Year Stephen Kwan's historic start to his career. Uh, Talk about our thoughts one turn through the Cleveland Guardians rotation. Talk about everybody's favorite player, the one everybody's talking about right now, of course, Owen Miller. Uh, Is he back? Is he good now? What's going on with him? I talk about Miles Straw, Jose Ramirez, Emmanuel Class, all being extended. Who could be next? And just generally talk about a pretty downright exciting week or weekend, I guess, of Cleveland Guardian baseball. Joining me for all that, morning, than them, is Merritt Rolfing. Merritt, how you doing?
0: Horrible. Just horrendous. I got oh, tricked man. again by small sample sizes. <laughs> I got excited by winning
2: <laughs> two games against so, a bad team.
0: No, I was, I was researching my meatball uh, and, I, and I just discovered, uh, you know, I was like, oh my God, this is crazy. Six of the nine guys in the in the Guardians batting order that played yesterday, Sunday, and today, Monday, were in the, at the very worst in the 86th percentile in whiff rate. It's like, wow, this is their new thing. Not, you know, getting guys who are very high contact. And then I realized that we're four games into the season and nothing matters because I looked back one year and I was like, boy, even Ahmed Rosario really high up there no he's like he was like a 45th percentile last year so you know, <laughs> this is a much day. better way
2: than i think i feel like we usually start the year terribly which i guess we sort of did but after the first couple of games it rebounded so it's nice being actually excited after the first series i feel like the last few years have always been like well this sucks it'll get better when the weather gets warmer but at least we got a couple good offensive games out of it i mean i mean two back-to-back 10 run games is not something i expected at all from this team let alone in the first week of the season
0: well and you know i'll to it's like I mean, how, how mad can you be about two games that were decided basically on the, on the on the edge of a coin? You know what I mean. Like it's it sucks to lose two to one on a in extra innings on some on some BS to uh, you know the Royals, especially the most BS team there is. Uh, but hey, what are you gonna do? I mean they they, they 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 made plays and Cleveland didn't, and there you go, you move on. You
2: know what else uh, doesn't ever move on? I
0: oh, wonder if they're throwing down a hill of oh, cheese? Meatballs, <laughs> <laughs> Matt. Meatballs,
2: uh, meatballs never move on. Of course, this is our first of the year, our first set of games. This is just our way to um, serve up meatballs of nuggets of information and fun things we learned about uh, the Guardians the last week. So I feel like mine is unique and nobody's thought about it yet. So I'm going to let you go first just because we'll save mine for the second one. I've got two. Uh, it's so special. Actually. I'll forget that.
0: Yeah, you go first and then we'll sandwich me in the middle. <laughs> nah, I mean, the first one's pretty quick. Uh, okay. and It, it kind of dovetails into a later conversation. Uh, as of today, four eleven. Owen Miller has more three hit games in in twenty twenty two than he has than he had in all of twenty twenty one. That checks out. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that makes that makes sense logically based on how
2: his last season went.
0: He he had none last year. Obviously, I <laughs> think he had like six two hit games. Uh, my actual meatball uh, in the last two days. The the Guardian scored twenty seven runs. The last time that's most they've scored in a two game span. Since 2016. That was a pretty good year, wasn't it, Matt?
2: I think there was something special there. I don't remember what uh, it was.
0: Yeah. They scored 28 runs in uh, mid-May against the Reds over two games. That's right, Ohio Cup, baby. Uh, I also, in the <laughs> in researching this, they did have a three-game stretch in May of 2019. They went 2-1 and one over this stretch. They scored 36 runs in three games. <laughs> they scored 12, 11, and 13 runs. And... Right, that's 36, right? Close enough. Uh, yeah, they went two and one because they lost one game like 13 to 11 or something like that. I was gonna say, Cardinals, I was just like, oh god, sticks, like (laughs) that shouldn't happen. You shouldn't score that many runs and lose, but I will say they almost pulled that off on Monday as well. So, what are you gonna go? So, there you go. Um, offensive outburst, uh, ebbs and flows, uh, peaks and valleys, uh, feast and famine. That's the way to describe this. Four-game wraparound series. Kind of weird that it was four games, but...
2: It's, it seems like forever ago that we were... I mean, the first two games seemed like forever ago when they couldn't score anything. And some offense is doomed. Uh, and then all of a sudden they scored 17 runs and then 10 runs and then tomorrow they faced the Reds. And we'll see how many they score then, but... Um, it's,
0: it's been a fun couple days compared to the first couple. And then also, I'm attendance fun. figures are hilarious uh, because <laughs> the, what are? The, the, the attendance figures at Coffin Stadium. Oh, yeah. It it's went from 28,000 to 20,000 to 20,000 to today on Monday. It was 8,000 people.
2: <laughs> Speaking of today, the Guardians announced that they sold out home the home opener. And I legitimately wonder how much of that is Stephen Kwan. I'm, I'm sure at least a handful of people were on the fence and then realized they might get to watch him play after this hot start. Watch him on what was like Thursday or Friday, and decide, I oh, will just go out and buy some tickets. Why not? Plus, they why they seem to be struggling one, so. there for a while. Yeah, I mean they were letting you buy a ticket and get a free
0: one. So well, this Hamilton wasn't like was saying they had they had seven hundred and fifty seats left um, God, on Sunday. Time. So I don't know. It could be. It could not be. But hey, you know, maybe that that last seven hundred. Those are the those are the Quan yeah, holdouts. On yeah,
2: I, I assume yeah. there's had to be a few because it's the excitement around Stephen Quan and just this team in general. Last couple of days has roiling. It's honestly more than in, in such a short span. It's like more excitement than I think I've seen since like 2017. <laughs> like bef- after the World Series, before the next season, like when they signed Enwin. that's the highest like two period day of excitement I think I've seen in this organization since among fans. Yeah. Is there right anything else you that, can think of? I guess. I mean,
0: nothing er- lately. That win streak. Um, you know, like we talked about, you know, the, the win streak probably had 22 games. Uh, yeah. Other than that, like. To start a season, I can't think of one because, like you were saying, like it's just I feel like we've we've just been expecting just misery for the first however long for you know it was the first month or so for for this team. Like they always start like fourteen or fifteen and they have a ripper of a of a May, and then you're like, oh, that's all right. So now we're good again.
2: <laughs> and none of the rookies ever paint out this quick. Like not no. not saying he has panned out already, but none of them have just performed. So immediately, like he has, uh, like Stephen Kwan has, and it's it's
0: pretty. Even fun to watch. Francisco Lindor in his first fifteen games was hitting two eleven. Like it, it just it wasn't there. Like we were like, oh come on, come on, you guy, be good, just poking him with a stick. Yeah, but f- four games in, he was hitting two sixty seven, two sixty seven, two sixty seven. Yeah, so, it's always been slow,
2: and I'm sure Stephen Kwan will slow down after a few games. But, well, you
0: know, he only um, went one for three with two walks on Monday. So yeah, what a slacker. But uh,
2: let me uh, my my meatball because we're gonna talk about Stephen Kwan. As a whole, but I'll just get my meatball out of the way quick because I think it's something everybody already knows, but I kind of wanted to point it anyway, because good Lord, it's amazing. The fact that he hasn't missed a single swing yet. Yeah, it's crazy. um, I mean, this this should have maybe a tiny asterisk next to it because um, he did technically swing and miss maybe on one on monday but the umpire True. said he didn't so he didn't that's the way it works merit well, the know, umpires are infallible i never questioned them personally
0: never have Never so. will. They're, 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 they are the wise men upon the field and the, yeah, those with which we hang upon and all, all them all honor knowledge and, and wisdom of, of the game of baseball so yeah they,
2: they said he checked his swing so i believe them i trust him um yeah not a single one other than that uh so questionable one hardly even any uh seeing strikes he's just He's got such a good view of the zone, and like he, I, I don't know how he does it with the leg kick he has, and keeps his timing so well. But like you see him when he when he's timed up well. I think we're gonna be able to really tell when he's struggling when the timing isn't right, because he he times it so much with that leg. Like it comes down, it's so smooth when it works.
0: Um, it's nice too, because it's like um, and nice in a sense. Like it's you know, it's it's not your perfect swing, but I think as we kind of move more and more into a more sensical way of developing players, where you can't just create carbon copies. He's he go with what they're good at. Like, he's this is the thing that got him to there. And yeah. so, why would you mess with it just to make it well, you know you tweak it around the edges and things of that nature? But even like, you know, he's not going out of, out of the zone very much. Um, he's his sense of his strike zone is absolutely insane. And like, it's you know, it's, it's one thing to say, oh, well, he faced the Royal four games, but like, Zach Grunky's a good pitcher. Zach Grunky against a rookie in his first game is not very fair. Yes, obviously, you don't have very much tape on him if you're if you're Quan, but at the same time, like,
2: and, and his, his triple today was off Scott Barlow too. So like, he's facing
0: yeah, a couple of arm. legit pitchers. Yeah. yeah like, the, the Royals have good pitchers. You know, they, they've spent a lot of time in the basement. They've collected a bunch of, hard, you know, a bunch of hard throwing guys and he's turning their, their pitches around all over the place too, just spraying the ball over the, all over the park, which is, I don't know. Awesome, I guess. Pretty cool. Really, just cool stuff. I'm just, I'm all about this line drive hitting left fielder who just makes contact constantly. I wish, I wish they kept the one they had before. And, and then, you know, also had Stephen Kwan, what are you going to do? <laughs> I, cool. I think uh, the the
2: comparison that comes to my mind with this, at least so far, I haven't seen many people make it, and probably because the reason I don't think it works either is like you know, mean Mercedes, who came up last year and was the same kind of thing. But like, he was a good story because he'd been in the minors so long and he came up literally out of nowhere and that was just a thing like it looked like a guy was just on fire for however long they fell off a cliff but i feel like steven kwan is almost the opposite like his was a slow build there were people who noticed in college um his command of the strike zone more people noticed as he went through the minors and, like this last year this last offseason he was getting like 70 grade on his hit tool um from from some scouts so, like people were noticing this isn't this is out of nowhere to start this hot but it's not like he's an unknown quantity he should have probably been if evaluators are tracking him as close as they did last year, all throughout his career, I think he'd be a, been a lot higher before he even debuted. So he's probably like like a top prospect. He's just not a big, tall guy like a lot of the guys. He's like five nine, one seventy. Just a little guy who hits the ball all over the field uh, without a ton of like classic power, I guess you call. It. He's not crushing the ball, but he just hits so many line drives. Yeah, line drives. He's it, done all the way through. Some,
0: yeah, yeah, I mean, he, he you always hear guys described as like. Gap to gap line drive hitters, and like you're like, what the hell does that mean? Like just crappy. <laughs> like, like this is what it means. Obviously. Yeah, like like, you know. see him hit a triple like when they're shifting yeah. on him, he still
1: pulls it. And still exactly.
0: It. Yeah, like they're like the, the ability to not be able to be shifted upon. Like um, oh, what was that guy on uh on the on the, uh, on the White Sox last year? They traded the Carter Nick Madrigal. Yeah, Nick Madrigal. Yeah, they were on the same team, by the way. Exactly. I was gonna say that same team. I I know they're on the same team. as Natalie Rutschman too, and at Oregon State. Um, but. Yeah, same vibe, same kind of team, and like, I, I don't, it's not like I'm sitting here expecting Steven Kwan to, you know, become the next, I don't know, Ichiro Suzuki or something like that. I'll accept it. I'll take it. Let's do that. But at the same time, he's, it's just, you know, it's, it's so early in the year that there's so much noise in a guy who is a, a, it's like a 1,700 OPS, uh, whatever it is, like, there's tons of noise there. It's, it's a mess, and like, but the fact that he's pulling all those walks, and again, against not bad pitching, like it's not, you know, to go back to Grenky, it's not Granky throwing 100 miles an hour like it was 12 years ago, but it's still Granky who was a borderline ace a year or two ago and who still is one of the most cerebral pitchers in the game. Yeah. And obviously he like, doesn't have the stuff he used to, but he's still good and he's still oh, yeah. talented and, you know, the other guy's not quite so much. Charles Hernandez, for instance, uh, not a wonderful pitcher, but what are you going to do? Um,
2: <laughs> and every other pitcher they torched on yeah, Sunday. You but, know, yeah, well, yeah, know, know, there's know. a couple of good believers in there. You still got to hit. Uh, off one, yeah,
0: but yeah, yeah.
2: Regardless of all... who you're hitting against, like I mean, if you can see the ball the way he does, and the way he just like throws his wrists at the ball is amazing. When it's timed up with his leg kick, like I don't know, he's just so fun to watch at this point.
0: There were a couple hits there that were just like I, it, I think that they had to have been driven in part by where they were playing, if that makes sense, right? Cause the, yeah, the, it's a huge the, outfield. Yeah. yeah, the outfielders have to play so deep. There's just all this space there for bloops, So. I fully expect that once they come back to Cleveland, there's going to be some some disappearing hits, but I don't care. Right now, it's cool, and like I, I think this is something to build off of, and it's the thing that we've been wanting to happen since forever. Where they just find a little bit, of, you know, a little more gold yeah, to just you know. find
2: some outfielder that can do anything for them.
0: Yeah, like even Which if he hits, you is. know, I mean, I don't know, three hundred or the four fifty um, slugging percentage, like whatever, I'll take it. That's a, that's a fun, different kind of hitter, and. Especially as the as the the um, shift is phased out, he'll just be more and more dangerous with every passing every passing day, and just the kind of guy who you know lengthens the lineup. I've gotten tired, by the way, of saying I just want average hitters. I'm gonna I'm gonna start because I got cursed by that because we got lots of guys who are exactly like 100 OPS plus guys, and I just like, what we want is productive hitters. So maybe that means like 110 to 120 OPS plus. Maybe yeah, let's, let's get that. So let's get more of those. That's, that's what I want out of this lineup. Just. A bunch of guys with an OPS over 110. You know
2: that's not too much to ask, is that? <laughs> and um, steamer for what it's worth, it predicts him. I, I don't know why projection has so many home runs. They have 15 home runs, the 286, 370, 450 slash line. So a 126 WRC+. plus. Like that's that's, that's amazing. Excellent. Like yeah, I'll take like that every that's day. Fact. A three already has
0: he already has one home run expected. It's just again, like because of where he's playing, it was not a home run. And I, yeah. I rewatched that hit. It was one that hit the base of the wall. Uh, I think on the in right field, maybe. Yeah, and, uh, the, and that's that's a distance. So
2: yeah, there's a Twitter account called Wood It Dong that tracks that. Oh. <laughs> which I love the name of it because like would it be a there's a there's a Bing Bong account that tracks Bing Bong and there's one called Wood It Dong. What's a Would what It Bing bong. Here, I A Bing Bong. You ever saw the, the Cleveland Bing Bong account? No. Tweets out bing bongs. Calls home runs bing bongs. That's oh, bing
0: okay. All right. I thought it was bing bong like the New York Knicks situation. What? <laughs> you didn't want oh, like say- the, you know, the TikTok? No, I don't think
2: it's <laughs> that. It's a big bing bong and they go far. But on the other side of the ball, the offense has been amazing the last couple. Um, kind of surprising. The, the starting rotation has been not terrible, but probably shakier. We would have thought less yeah. strikeouts than I would have imagined at this point against yeah. the Royals.
0: Um, yeah. Well, high contact guys. I mean, you know, it's it's, it's a perfect storm of, of the, the kind of guy that's irritating for a team like the Guardians to play just because the, the way they've been drafting for all these years is guys who are kind of high contact, put in a play types. So maybe, maybe that's an explanation. I've looked into it. Maybe they swing earlier in counts. But like you said, like Bieber didn't look dominant on opening day.
2: Um, yeah, I mean, his velocity was down by a whole
0: yeah well and um, I, I think
2: everybody's was a little bit part of that's probably because it was so freaking cold on opening day and also the short pitch spring very
0: much like yeah i got a short spring he doesn't pitch he pitched what like four games last year or something like that like um but then please act looked fine uh is not gonna be a strikeout guy anyway um he was everything i was hoping for and then Savala getting shelled on on monday was less than encouraging i, I kind of speed watched some of his start and I forgot how awful I hate I, – I just hate watching a pitch sometimes because somebody like, like slow pitches in the top of the zone. I'm like, yeah,
2: I was going to say, he did everything bad that you said he probably shouldn't do, which yeah. was a bunch of like slower pitches up in the zone. He couldn't stay along the top of the zone. He got too high up with his fastball, and it was just like the meatballs were up there. Um, and I feel like against a real team, those are going to get hit a lot more. There was a lot of hard contact. In-
0: no, there was tremendous. Yeah, I was just looking at the, the baseball savant of that, and he got – I mean, he had five hard hit – Hits, I guess, whatever you want to describe, hard hit hits, yeah, hard hit, hard hard hit balls. There we go. Uh, which, which, I mean, again, it's, you, you gave up what only you gave up four hits, but it was, it's the walks that really killed him. And he's just not a guy you can really work with, not walking people. He's always been a pound his own type of pitcher. So, again, I, I definitely still the, the the most intriguing, I think, pitcher on the on the staff, even even with, even including Quantrill. But he did not do anything to make me feel hyper-confident about him about him on, on
2: Monday. I'm still kind of disappointed that Tristan McKenzie was just kind of shoved in there at the back end of yeah. start. I got that was the point they were doing, but also I just kind of want to see Tristan McKenzie get his damn start again. Uh, I mean, he didn't look great either in the, the loss they had. No. I mean, please no. that was the most surprising by far because <laughs> I didn't think he'd be uh, – I thought this would be the year like – we'd kind of show that he wasn't as good as 2019, and he came out and looked really good against the Royals. He went the longest out of all the starters. Mm-hmm, with uh, comedy. Three strikeouts, yeah, he yeah. was good. He still lost because that was the one that nobody scored until Emmanuel Classe allowed a single game. run. game.
0: Dumb, dumb game. My least one, favorite one of the entire weekend. Garbage game. <laughs> They're calling it a trash game. Yeah, yeah that, that was the
2: one I didn't watch, and I'm, I'm not too sad that I missed it, so it didn't seem uh,
0: great. No, but you know, again, what are you going to do? That's that's one of those just kind of knife edge games. And early in the season, like yeah, it sucks to lose a lose a close one like that. But I feel like that happens with the Royals all the time, just because they they play good defense and they don't score very, very much. <laughs> and so it just, especially in Kansas City, it just seems like grind you into dust. Or or if one thing goes wrong for them, they just collapse like a like a house of cards. So like a you know. house of cards, man. One big house of cards. <laughs>
2: And I mean, as for the bullpen, Brian Shaw, um, pretty much what you expect. You used too much, collapsed, imploded. What do you want? <laughs> Use them every single day. It's gonna happen a little bit. Yeah, let's um, not
0: you know what, we gotta get away from this whole Brian Shaw thing. <laughs> I gotta I gotta be honest with you. I'm not I'm I'm, uh, I'm a little, little, a little over Brian over that. Yeah. yeah, a little over the whole Brian Shaw situation. I think we should move on But I mean
2: Nick Sandlin, who saved Brian Shaw today and then pitched a clean inning, um, he's still extremely fun to watch with his, his weird submarine cider, whatever you want to call it, delivery. Um, I feel like that alone, just changing the perspective, mess with the Royals hitters a lot. Um, I, I want to see him have a whole season healthy and coming out of the bullpen like that is, is something I'm excited for. Yeah,
0: him. I mean, between him and uh, who's the other one I was very excited for.
2: Was it oh, and Ghost,
0: of course. Oh yeah, I don't think
2: cause Ghost pitched yet. I guess he did, didn't
0: he? Ghost did he pitch. Did. Yeah, he pitched on. Sunday, I think one of those Saturday, days. Sunday. I mean, it must have been Saturday because I was just listening to the, the one on the radio. Right. I had a real like like a like a grown up man uh, morning or afternoon <laughs> on, on, on Sunday because I was I was listening to the game on the radio while I did some woodwork. After through <laughs> I, I was like, woodwork. "God damn, I just got like a beer or something." Because <laughs> I remember I really I built a tableau. I was wearing a flannel and everything. It's really, I really I was like, I built a real tableau over here, just kind of a, a real vibe. But
2: yeah. In like your DC summer backyard. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> In the wilderness. I'm just out here
0: just working the wood, you know, just chopping these trees down. And I did not buy this piece of wood on the hardware store. No. No, sir.
2: Pre-cut. I just had to cut the tape off and get the the zip tie off of it so it split apart. Shut up. Of of
0: <laughs> I'm really feeling seen right now. I don't like it.
2: Um Oh, and Eli Morgan, too. He looked like a, a man in the back of a D.C. suburb there with his... Uh, I, I thought he was really good on the, butt, the back of the bullpen. Um, the fact that he could just use his really weak fastball, but also that changeup I saw of a couple of Royals off guard was cool. Um, he's mm-hmm. trying to get way through. Yeah, that's yeah. going to be in the bullpen. I liked him as a starter at one point, but I think he just only has like two pitches that are going to work. And without a fastball, that's not great. <laughs> like, you Probably can just you use the changeup and get him off guard.
0: Yeah, just trash your way through an entire <laughs> two an yeah. and go, yeah, it's a, I tricked him again. Uh, it was definitely nor. I definitely didn't feel nervous the entire time. Very good.
2: <laughs> Logan Allen was out there sweaty. Uh, I said on Twitter he looked like he was lost at sea to work on his pitching because he's got, like, a beard. He's got long hair now. He's a straight-up... Uh,
0: Oh you didn't you didn't read Obviously that story about me. how over the the offseason he rented out an oil tanker and he was just out there in international waters just working, working on his pitch <laughs> and you got caught in a hurricane a few times. yeah, it was a, it was a whole thing. I mean yeah. <laughs> how could
2: I miss that? He met Robert Redford out there and they just had a little trip.
0: Yeah, it was a whole little thing, you know. And then uh, you just got a, you got his boat stuck in the Suez Canal. I mean, what are you going to do? <laughs> Whoops! <I don't> <laughs> Whoopsie Daisy! <laughs> remember that? <note? laughs> you had well, plenty of time to pitch. That wasn't yeah. That wasn't going anywhere. So it was just might as well just uh, yeah. Got a couple uh, sessions in. Yeah, remember good.
2: when we learned that our whole global economy can be stopped by one boat in a river? That was fun. Uh, let's see anything else out of the bullpen stick out to you? I don't think Sam Hentges did much of anything. Anthony I mean, Castro, the a... new guy they got for uh, Bradley Zimmer. I didn't even include that in the rundown that they traded Bradley Zimmer.
0: Yeah, I that's right. That no, or... we forgot about that. Yeah, hey, no Bradley Zimmer. It really kind of loosens, th- you know, the the, the infamous log jam of mediocrity shirt sure is starting to loosen up here, which is nice. A little bit. I mean, Actually, if Oscar
2: Mercado is legit too, like it's suddenly a long jab, is pretty good.
0: Yeah. Two homers in four games, like he's hitting the ball hard. They said he put on 20 pounds of muscle. I was listening to the radio and I was like, that can't be right. That's I think a think tremendous.
2: He does a little beefier. I don't know about 20 pounds of muscle beefy, but.
0: That's so much muscle. some power there, yeah. Like. When I mean, he, he turned doing? on
2: that ball today, like he crushed that thing. He's got to have some home, more power.
0: Both his home runs were not cheap. Like, I mean, they're they're never cheap in that park, but like he hit the, he hit the piss out of both of them. Maybe he's good. I don't know. Maybe this is I'm, it's happening again, Matt. It's happening again. <laughs> You're getting sucked in. The
2: optimism levels are rising. <laughs> At least Zimmer's not there to trick me. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna listen to this podcast in like a month when they're like 12 and Thirteen, like God damn it, we were. So yeah, happy. he's hitting. He's hitting one ninety, <laughs> somehow, somehow, getting four bats. Steven Kwan was demoted after a week for no reason. <laughs> <I> <laughs> that line is still like seven hundred.
0: Oh, that'd be the best. Average. Yeah, yeah, we're getting. We, we, you know, he needs a little more seasoning. He's hitting. He's just, <laughs> he's leaving the world in the hitting. Just hit two home runs. You know what though? I want to see him get consistent bats. You control as at bats. You can do anything you want.
2: It's. I mean, it's just straight up a good outfield. If Oscar Mercado's good, I mean, you got Kwan Straw Mercado. I mean, that's, I love that's it. scary good.
0: I mean, I will say uh, I mean, there's a couple of non-bright spots. Bobby Bradley looked a little shitty.
2: Well, I mean, like Owen Miller started against a right-hander if he's legit. Um, again, I'm getting sucked up too. Look at me getting excited, but... I don't know, man. I and mean, if he's I, your first baseman... Yeah, I was piecing
0: fun. some together re- re- revolving around him for a uh, for a meatball. And I was just like... Because they were talking about how he's going to be more pull-heavy this year. And, uh, Who was that, he, Miller? Yeah, yeah, Miller. And he pulled the ball a lot this weekend. Like, yeah. I think he only had one... One bat, one or two batter balls to the opposite field. And last year, he was primarily like a kind of a slap hitter. I was, I spent like, you know, 45 minutes or so just just kind of watching clips from last year versus this year to see if he's changing. It seems all the same, maybe just getting, he's getting down a little, getting his foot down a little earlier or something. And right handed pole hitters can be very successful because you can't shift on them as easily because you need to have a first baseman. Uh, And uh, yeah, and then then obviously, once they start getting doing away with the shift, it's going to be even easier for him. But, He's always had a pretty good hit tool. Like you will get his, his minor league numbers, he's always been an average guy, hitting for average. I mean,
2: I mean, um, we can we can shift to Owen Miller talk. I'm like, is this is this uh, is is this the arrival of Owen Miller? Finally, the one that um, was prophesized that was amazing in AAA, Double A, AA, all the way up, and then hit the majors last year and just kind of fell over on his face. Like they he can't all him? be Stephen Kwan. They <laughs> can't all be Stephen Kwan. But I mean, <laughs> what if he's the Stephen Kwan of a couple months after he debuts instead of Stephen Kwan? Sixty games last year, he looked like crap. Um, Forty nine WRC plus, but I mean, this year, man, he looks like a legit hitter all over the place. Then everybody I mean, did. So he, I,
0: he, 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 I, I want to say that the park probably robbed him of a home run, but uh he one of his doubles on Monday might not have been a double in another park because it kind of hit um, Merrifield in the glove. Uh, just, you know, it was, it was he was sliding; and he, he was kind of a pseudo diving catch, but still, the other double was just a blast, and I think it was the hardest hardest hit ball on the team on monday uh, but he looks you know, he looks more comfortable at the plate um like you said he's hitting against righties he's not p- performing as a platoon guy if, if that's the case then
2: i think that's the biggest yes. indicator at least the guardians believe in him because and also a very big damnation of bobby bradley if they're already abandoning the platoon <laughs> that seemed like the, the plan from the beginning was to platoon him and bradley and already one right-hander in and they've abandoned that so
0: and like you wonder, like how far do you let that go? You know what I mean? Because uh, on what on Tuesday? I think they, they have Tuesday out, don't they? On Wednesday, they're going to play.
2: Um, no, I play Tuesday. They have Tuesday, Tuesday. Tuesday. Okay, yeah, they're off. playing yeah.
0: Cincinnati. I, I don't know. I don't know who's going to be pitching for that in, in that game, but uh, man, because I don't know anything about the
2: Reds. <laughs> the point, Reds yeah. they, they, they traded. Everybody. They don't. The Reds don't know anything about the Reds. No, they t- just t- um, I, like, floating I guess, ship at
0: this point. I guess Tyler Malley is Malley is um, slated to pitch. He's been. Fine, you know, I mean, career 430 ERA. He, he does league lead the league in um, games started and ERA and uh, win-loss percentage so far this year, though, and hits per nine. Um, so that's good. Uh, he's right-handed, though. So I, th- I think that'll be a very interesting th- thing to see is on Tuesday who's going to hit because you can see the argument for going with Bradley wanting to give maybe Owen Miller a day off, although he's young. Why do the young, young guys need days off? Or you can see them going with Miller because... Again, he's collected six hits in his last two games. Do you ride the hot hand? Do you continue to let let him be comfortable? What do you do? These are the questions. And I, I think that's a very interesting thing to kind of keep an eye on because Molly's not a dominant pitcher by any stretch of the imagination. He's good. He's not great or anything like that, but... Yeah, Writing
2: a hot hand would be weird. I think four games in, but maybe not because I would also not bench Stephen Kwan for anything right now. So maybe right, I can't exactly. talk. But <laughs> well,
0: like and like all these young guys, like you know, we're like we feel as though we've seen Owen Miller a lot. But this is again, he's played what sixty-five games or something like that at this point combined. So he riding the hot hand is uh, you know, it's one thing to say that, but it's also like giving the kid the confidence that you believe in him to you know, like. I don't want I don't want them to see them just dump Bobby Bradley just unceremoniously cuz I'd like for him to get some play too but but this again, is basically what we have
2: been asking them to do is just let these kids get consistent playing time and then they're doing it with with Ellen Miller hopefully so
0: Yeah but so yeah I, I got I don't know where you go from there but it's like is this again a, a, another looming logjam of mediocrity where they try and just like halfway figure things out because I want Bobby Bradley to kick ass He hits the ball a quarter mile and even, you know exactly they're lies the issue but like I, I i love the kind of transition of like a, a a slap contact no power hitting guy like um miles straw to kwan to ramirez to reyes to bradley like in that, that exact order through Four, <laughs> maybe it's, it's five just, if like, one of them can hit it's like all contact no power lots of contact a little bit of power Power, lots power, of contact, power, power, lots of power. <laughs> no contact, no, no, some, you know, some contact, lots of power. No contact, all the power in the world. Ooh, interesting. What a little taste, a little Abu's bouche of everything you can have as an offensive hitter or offensive player. Very nice.
2: And then just remember, too, that uh, Josh Naylor's coming back soon, so they're going to to find, I mean, is he your first baseman? I feel like the plan was originally just to have Stephen Kwan up and then send him down. There's absolutely nobody can do that now, unless he... I can't imagine how bad he'd have to be over two days to justify doing that. Um, so, I mean, you're going to have to cut somebody because everybody's got options. Like, is Mercado, is if he keeps playing well, do you cut him? I, I feel like Bobby Bradley's just going to be the odd man out. Or Yu Chang could be the odd man out because they have Ernie Clement. He's kind of redundant. <laughs> or no, right? I mean, they could option Ernie Clement. He has options, but I feel like Tito likes him too much and he's proved a well enough utility guy. I feel like it's either Chang or Bradley and probably Chang. The only knock on Bradley is he can only play first base, but also Chang can't. Hit sadly as much as I like you, Chang. Um, so I don't know. I, I feel it's gonna be one of those two, and Josh Naylor will be up. And then you've got to con- kind of just make Josh Naylor uh first baseman. I don't know where you put him in the outfield unless you, I guess, <laughs> he's a natural right
0: fielder. Well, you he's played there. sure he blew his knee out <laughs> idiot sleep while playing out there, but I mean, the,
2: the idea of putting him out there is uh troubling. Terrifying. Yeah, yeah, I think it was Quincy Wheeler on Twitter who mentioned that he, he's not prepared. To see a ball go to right field and not be comfortable about it anymore. Because it's true, like everywhere the ball goes in the outfield right now, you know it's probably going to be caught if it's supposed to. I mean, Steve yeah. Juan dropped one today, but that was because the sun was in his eyes. But as soon as Josh Naylor is out there again, like I so said, when a ball goes in the right field, it's going to be a heart attack every I'm time. I'm
0: tired of adventurous defense. I want I competent just, defense.
2: <laughs> I just want competent outfielders catching balls, throwing balls, doing their thing. That's all I want. I don't
0: know. It's. it's I mean, it's. It's fun in a way for people in our seat, at least, who have to talk and/or write about this team because there's lots of like these moving pieces, and and like I don't feel like miserable about them anymore. There's especially with the well, with the recent performance, and you know we're all we're all prisoners of, of recency bias. Um, the performances of Quan and Miller, especially, um, but then also the wanting of Bobby Bradley to kick ass, and obviously with Naylor coming back. It's it's very interesting just to see how they're going to fit it all in. I hope they don't fuck it up (laughs) basically and like start swapping people in and out at random. Like I, I I think, you know, I don't know if you hear that, but like, I, I, I can't figure out where they are in their arc, I suppose, as a team. You know what I mean? Like they're not good enough yet to, to compete with the really upper echelon guys yet. I think that if something that Quan's doing here is something resembling a breakthrough, they need two other guys to continue to do that. Right. Like,
2: yeah, and, and they're also gonna have the problem of like where the hell do you play Owen Miller when Josh If if Naylor comes back and is your first baseman, that like causes cascading kind of effect. If he's good, do you just keep swapping him in and out with Ahmed Rosario and Andres Jimenez? Like that's not fair to any of those guys, especially because I don't think Ahmed Rosario is a very good defender. <laughs> and if a has any kind of value left, I think it's as a shortstop.
0: Yeah, with um, with, with, some, with you know with an occasional hit, basically. That's I, th- I think that's what we're seeing out of him. Yeah. Like. I don't I know why
2: the, he's he's not. I would not want him as an everyday second baseman on a winning team. I think I'd rather have Owen Miller at this point. Um, I and think at the least the menace has is, options, like so you can still option him if you need to. That's
0: true. I think. I mean, I think the ideal here is Quan leading off, and then um, Ramirez, and then Miller if he's hitting, or Naylor if he's hitting, and then and then uh, Reyes, and then kind of go from there. I guess you know. I, I, who, who, I guess your fifth could be Naylor in that case. Did I say Naylor already? I did say Naylor already. Um. So I guess your fifth in that case would be Rosario, and then. It does kind of fall off a the cliff there after a while. But, you know. <laughs> it's a really big cliff, yeah. Um, and,
2: and I get that. I think probably Quan Ramirez, whoever is the the right order. It's kind of cool having Miles Straw, Stephen Quan, Jose Ramirez. Like having so much speed at the top there with Straw. I agree.
0: No, I like that. But like I would always say I'd almost prefer Straw at the bottom. But his on-base yeah. percentage is so good. It's like. It's I not mean, like it's
2: a detriment, yeah. So No, can...
0: exactly. He's, he's not a great lead-off hitter, but. He's a prototypical leadoff hitter, which I don't know if that makes you feel good about it or not, but it it is what it is. So, you know.
2: (laughs) I think this also takes them slightly out of the Brian Reynolds sweepstakes if they're going to trade Daniel Spino for him. I don't think that happens anymore. Sadly for me. As much as I love Daniel Spino and as good as he looks and he's going to look. But
0: I I guess we should probably talk about it too because that that came across today that they were talking with uh, Michael Conforto.
2: Yeah, like straight up, where does he fit now? (laughs) I guess these guys are good.
0: I I, I guess the issue, I guess the thing we could point out is. Josh Naylor is all potential and no performance. If we're being quite honest, he hits the ball a quarter mile, but he also is incredibly inconsistent strikes out too much uh, without the added benefit of being friend Mel Reyes. So there's definitely space for him. I think if you had, you know, gun to my head, you, you have him and you have Mercado and you have uh, Naylor, which one's playing right field. I don't have to make a decision here because it's already been made for me. Um, you mean if it's then, Michael
2: um, Conforto? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah,
0: Pre- precisely. Um, so I I don't know if that's I don't know how real that is. Um, I'm sure he, I know he wants to play, but
2: well, to be fair, like the guy who leaked it, I, I I don't have any doubt that he's right. I'm sure they were talking to him, but he's like a guy who's talking for an agent. Usually, gets his leaks. So it's I think it's more likely that like another team is closer to signing him, and they're saying like, look, if you don't sign him, we'll we'll sign with Cleveland. <laughs> they also want him, so you better pay us more money. But um. I would think, like, if, if they do sign Conforto, if somehow that happens, like, a one- or two-year deal, which would be absolutely perfect for their situation, like, you have to trade somebody at that point. There's just no more room. Like, you've got to trade, um, I, mean, I don't know, like, Mercado, and you got to trade just any of these guys you can package along with some of the upper prospects and get, like, a but then who arm do you get? Because you just signed an outfielder. It's hard well, to decide honestly, where you move all these guys.
0: I, I would honestly say, I mean, if, if that was really the move, I would say go, go after a bullpen arm because... You know, I mean, I I think getting a if they get conforto, it's a statement of one to com- compete like hard, right? And that that gives them a really strong, probably five to six deep lineup, and then just you know the back end being a, a normal back end of a lineup, having a bullpen that would be classe, I don't know, whoever else it would be, I guess. Um, it's just class
2: A and whatever is what the bullpen is right now.
0: <laughs> I mean, yeah, class, I mean, I, I I guess my you know classe Sandlin Ghost, I suppose. I don't know. Um, and then you kind of go from and then adding, you know, adding another top flight arm in there or even not even top flight, but just a guy who throws a 100 of the wipeout slider, you know, just something sm- normal like that uh, would be uh, very solidifying for the bullpen because they're going to need more arms because that, you know, circumvented rotation talk from earlier, not the most confident in the world, but. Again, we you have to trust that it's early in the season, yeah, and yeah, that'll straighten point, out. I think at this point so. they're two and two. Like it's not like the, you know, it's not like the season's over by any stretch of imagination, or anything has happened. Even yeah,
2: and they're all on weird limits from short spring. Like I'm not buying too much into the struggles of the rotation quite yet, but you still want a good
0: bullpen, regardless, um, right? And like you know, we're gonna see um, Morgan get some starts, and we're gonna see some of the other guys get some starts that we just haven't seen much of yet. But getting, I don't know, I, I would I would feel very confident getting another arm. To specifically see less of Brian Shaw. <laughs> That's the whole goal here. Is just to see I, I think that, yeah, the, the real focus here is to eliminate him from pitching very much. Just circling his name and just putting a little X through it's kind of what I want to see here.
2: Uh, now, the the Guardians did extend, I mean, Class A among Miles Straw, Jose Ramirez. I think Miles Straw was the newest one. So they spent some money in the offseason just extending guys, didn't necessarily add anybody. But um, I think it's just worth looking at these three inside of deciding like who's next. I think the. There's no, Stephen Kwan is like one that comes to mind, but there's probably not a worse time in history to extend Stephen Kwan right now.
0: Well, Um, I mean, arguably. No. I I agree with you. However, there's also the kind of um, like Ronald Acuna path, right? Where you give him a very long contract for very low money, you know, or um, what's his name? Um, Evan Longoria, same vibe. He signed a contract his rookie year. And he was good then, so I understand that being the idea of an argument, I suppose. I don't. Yeah. Think
2: I think you wait for him to even out, maybe a little bit, or maybe everybody can just be realistic enough to say that, hey, bud, you're not going to be doing this forever. So let's let's be realistic about what we're negotiating here. But I think at some Do you point, want you want 100 million
0: dollars <laughs> over 12 years. Ooh, Ooh. so you know, um, yeah.
2: Yeah, I think I think at some point he will be a reasonable explanation expectation to be extended, but I think also Cleveland tends to wait a little bit closer to arbitration. Yeah, not quite. Late, um, at least two years in, I would yeah. think. Right? Yeah. I mean, he has no service time, so right, he has two I days of service time, bit. effectively. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I, th- I think like Fran Morales is an obvious candidate, especially like now. If you think he's going to rebound from this, you're getting him basically a, probably at the lowest point of his career, and you sign him now for a bunch of years out Our buyout. What does he have? Like another year arbitration two years um
0: i think he has two more years i we're going right now um salaries so sal- no, actually no he's um got one more year on his rookie deal oh there you go so that that um, seems about right in line like pay him although he got 4.5 million dollars last year never mind he is entering arbitration um yeah, yeah. i was gonna say. 2025 <laughs> never mind i'm yeah. an idiot okay
2: yeah extend him through there i mean it'd be the same almost the same deal just give him maybe like one extra option and get him through 2028 or, or just get him to 2027 and you have that core through at least then.
0: Um, I was thinking Quantrill too. I mean, I know it's yeah, a little yeah, earlier yeah. than you were talking about, like, I don't think, I think last year was, he'll be, he's a little worse than that, but like, he, even if he's just, you know, a number three or something like that, getting him for I don't know. I really are eligible 2023. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess you could, if you could extend him, maybe it's a little early on that one, actually, because he's a free agent 2026. If you could get him through 2028. That's
2: basically what they've done though. Cause they're, yeah, they're signing these guys who like through 2026 and got on a couple options to get through the extra. Yeah. So years. I mean, and they've, they don't, they've never hesitated to get these back in the end guys. If that's all Quantrill is, if they got Josh Tomlin, you remember they signed him for just to buy out arbitration. So
0: and like locking him in like that. And then, best case scenario he's absolutely electric and last year was not a fluke and i mean you know obviously he was driven a lot by bat by batting average and balls and play and things like that and luck but like he also makes his own luck a little bit and he looked you know he looked fine last year was his, his last time out i think that he could I, I think him and reyes are probably the next two who they're probably going to try and get something done with um, I, probably not now it's i don't I mean, they're probably
2: done now for the year. Yeah.
0: But yeah. It's like, a weird aversion to signing people. Although, you never know. I mean, yeah, again, like, like the reason She's you have agents. was technically
2: agent... in the season, I think. It was after the yeah, first game.
0: Yeah. I mean, there's the a reason you have agents is so they can do the business side where you go and play. So, yeah. I, I, I think the ship then... has
2: sailed on Beaver. Be- Beaver. Beaver. I'm, I think we're both assuming like you're not going to get him for a big deal at this point. Like he knows what he is. And...
0: <laughs> Maybe. I mean, at the same time, like he's coming off an injury. There's. I, I can see both sides of it, obviously, right? Like, I, I don't think he's going to want to sell himself cheap. Um, he's still not—he's still not going to be a free agent for another what, two years, right? Eight, earliest free agent twenty twenty-five. So, getting him through twenty twenty-seven, maybe not at a small deal. Like, not, not nothing approaching, obviously, something like what Ramirez got. But
2: yeah, you're going to have um, to pay him pretty close to what he's going to get. Give, him,
0: but... I mean, you're, you're going to give him like a fifty. Yeah, you're going to give him like fifteen million dollars a year minimum. So, what would that be like a five year? maybe 60 million or 75, $75 million. Um, it's you know massive underpay for a guy who, I mean, <laughs> it was a literal
2: oof. Cy Young winner. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. He actually has a, a, a legitimate, yeah, there it is right there. Cy young granted. It was, yeah, Mickey Mouse season, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, but, but even with that, like he's been, he's been great for three years, basically. I mean, with the injury, you definitely have an argument on the other side of things. So I would say those, those guys are probably the ones that I would, I would circle Quantrill Bieber. And, um, and Reyes yeah, which one which one do I think is most likely probably Reyes honestly um followed by Quantrill and I just they got to make the effort with Bieber um probably like they guy... have
2: at this point and probably nothing has come of it <laughs> yeah <laughs> I feel like they've they probably have tried a bunch already and like um a class A signing a reliever feels like that was a once in a lifetime thing that the Guardians would do uh, they seem to realize that they're kind of glass cannons so I like Nick Sandlin maybe would be a good option for that cause I think he's going to be super good, but also he has not even a year of service time yet, so maybe not there. But um, I feel like they, they're just so... Uh comfortable plugging in random relievers and then pulling them out with their arms explode that I don't think they're going to sign many. I, I thought it was kind of surprising. They did class a in the first place, but a
0: hundred miles an hour on a cutter. I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's honestly, hour, yeah. it's like, whoa, that's pretty good. Actually. <laughs> <laughs> that's, uh, that's pretty good. Let's keep that around.
2: And if old sticky Jim Karen check, could still pitch uh, without the sticky stuff. I'm sure they might've considered that by now, but yeah, um, he's out he's probably not good when he comes back so <laughs>
0: you're out um for that reason is. you are out <laughs> Austin I hedges it.
2: i would assume they're hoping to god they can get somebody before he's around for too long
0: well they got um, brian Levastida. he got it yeah. he got his first uh his first outing right he, he, he hit he on hit sunday he didn't hit, uh, he didn't hit but, hit but he was in there he was hitting he walked that's on base percentage right there yeah, he drew a walk he's good now actually it turns out He's better. He's better than you thought. Yeah, I think there's a Take decent that. chance, Matt... like
2: he's the future catcher, Bo Naylor down there somewhere. He's kind of drifted off a little bit, but I like him too. Um, I, yeah, I think Austin Hedges is just not one they're signing unless it's, hey, you want to be a backup in a few years? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah,
0: I mean, I I, I understand the value. I mean, yeah. You know, that being said, they did it with Roberto uh, Roberto Perez. Like they signed him yeah, to, to, to a one term deal. Well, didn't they
2: sign him when it was clear he was going to be the starter? Or was he? No, he was still behind Jan Gomes, wasn't he? Yeah,
0: exactly. He was still behind Jan Gomes. Where yeah. is he now? Is he playing? Jan
2: Gomes. I just saw someone talking. Not Jan Gomes. No, No, Roberto's in Pittsburgh.
0: Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. Cubs. Yeah, Gomes on the Cubs. Yeah, I was watching a game today, so I was like, "Oh, that's right. That's so weird."
2: Spitting noise.
0: Spitting noise. (laughs) Spitting noise. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Um. Yeah. On that note, Merritt, I think uh, we're gonna call it episode this week. It's a good one. Got some. Good first. Baseball is back.
1: Baseball is back. It's that's, that's the
2: baseball is back
0: alarm. Everyone is that, just is yeah. that the baseball back. Yeah. I guess yep. <laughs> everyone loves it. Everyone loves the alarm.
2: <laughs> Next week, depending on how things go, it might be.
0: <laughs> why did we? Why did we play Brian Shaw so much? <laughs>
2: but until then, uh, if you haven't already, subscribe on apple podcast spot if i really listen to podcasts leave us a review let us know what you think of the show follow us on twitter at cover the corner on facebook covering the corner of course cover the corner.com follow me at matt R L Y merritt at merrill lynch merrill lynch. lunch
1: i'm
0: not a villainous investment <laughs> bank damn
2: <laughs> follow merrill lynch <laughs> Fuck this other guy. Merrill Lynch is actually, actually my co-host. I mean, yeah, follow,
0: follow Merrill Lynch if you want some insight into it. Yeah, can you text into, Merrill
2: Lynch about how much you love Stephen Kwan? Let him know just how yeah, good he is. Yeah,
0: see what they're saying. Just, yeah. see, see just let him just are, let you know? know
2: about how good Stephen Kwan is.
0: They're all about trends and buying yeah. you know, buying yeah. low and selling high and things of that nature. Like, who should they be yeah. signing? You know, actually, maybe we should reach out to Merrill Lynch, man. <laughs> Have them co-host an episode
2: and just not Yeah, just see what they it. say. Just, I mean, what are their yeah. thoughts? it'll just be silence with the sign of a cash register every once in a while that's right Merrill Lynch (laughs) I agree (laughs) (laughs) talk to you next week mate later on
1: most of the time we talk about tech in terms of a handful of gigantic companies like Google Meta and Apple